0: The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. We got a lot to talk about because, gosh, the Denver Broncos—they were active in day one. Two big splashes in Kareem Jackson and Juwan James. What will these two bring to the Broncos? Good and bad. And who else could Denver be interested in? We're going to talk all about that. But first, our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap. 100 Colorado distilled Spirit Chef Andrea Varela and that. Locally sourced, rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Be sure to go check it out over there. Tap 14, hop, skip, and jump away from Coors Field. Be sure to go check them out on the web. Spell out the word 14 for me. Tap14.com. That's tap14.com. I did not think Denver was going to be splashy. Splish, splash, we're taking a bath. And the uh, Broncos, they went and just, it seemed like up until seven o'clock, like the world was ending for Broncos fans. They weren't getting they weren't getting this free agent. They weren't getting that free agent. Somebody was signing here, dude was signing there. Like all the all the pretty ladies just take it. And Denver was just gonna be the single guy who just twiddles his thumbs. And then John Elway throws some money down and nabs uh, Kareem Jackson, Jawan James. We're going to talk about them today, obviously. And there are many individuals who reacted on Twitter, who, who tweeted me and they were interested in what's going to happen on the show today to talk about these guys because it doesn't seem like these... A lot of people don't know who these people are, apparently. So, I will try to educate you on who the two signings for the Denver Broncos are. And I will tell you this. They're good ones. They are very good ones. Uh, we we uh, also got some content... Up at milehighsports.com, that kind of dissects who they are. Uh, Kareem Jackson now in his 30s. We'll start with him as uh, he was the cornerback signed, first corner signed by Denver. Three-year deal, $33 million, $23 guaranteed. Let's start with the contract. Contract-wise, it's a little... Uh, per year, it's, it's market value. Okay, that, that was going to be the range they were going to be in for a corner of his caliber. Now, when we're talking about his caliber, we're talking about, if you think pro football focus is the Bible? I certainly don't think they are, but they certainly know a lot more about football than I do, and they watch it very, very closely. He was ranked as the fifth best corner in the league, 85.7 great. That's right behind Chris Harris Jr. That gives Denver a top five tantum according to pro football focus. The 23 guaranteed's a little pricey, I won't lie. Maybe uh, a 4-5 million hair over what I was expecting Denver to maybe punch through, but uh, look, it gets the deal done with a player they badly, badly needed. And Kareem Jackson, it's funny because initially I thought um, it's, it's a great signing because it's the flexibility that you get with Kareem Jackson, that is so valuable to Denver right now. Because Denver has this weird situation where they they have these two safeties they like, and Will Parks, Justin Simmons, and certainly uh, I have talked about them numerous times on the show, and I think they're going to be very, very talented. Throughout most of his time in Houston, uh, this is a guy who went to Alabama, 10th overall pick back in 2010, and is a guy who can play safety though, but more importantly can play the corner position inside and out. And that's the tough thing is like, I think a lot of people don't understand that they think cornerback and they're like, Oh yeah, he can just play anywhere on the field. Right? Yes. And no. Okay. There is a difference between being the slot corner and being on the outside on an Island major difference. It's kind of like left to right tackle, a lot of people think, oh, he's just a big guy who stands in the line, left and right. He should be able to switch between back and forth. It's not the case. Okay, it's far more complex than that. It's like it's like if you were left-handed and you're trying to learn to be right-handed, or vice versa. It's not the same, and it's the same way with the cornerback position. Transition's a little bit easier, but sometimes certain players, based on how quick they are, their instincts, their body, they're just not built to be a slot corner but they can be on the outside. And Vic Fangio has said this. He's he's always wanted two things. Uh, of course, the death by inches quote is what we're going to bring up constantly. And he doesn't want a, a a poor tackler because that is essentially death by inches, a blown tackle. And Vic Fangio is going to get a tremendous tackler. In fact, a, a guy who rated in the 90s in regards to that from pro football focus in Kareem Jackson. A lot of people are gonna look at this immediately on paper and say, Oh, well, he's a thirty year old cornerback and we're paying him ten plus million a year. And you gotta look a little deeper than that. Okay. This is a bona fide number two corner. A bona fide number two corner. And I, I can't pay a guy enough. I mean he's he is he is truly a all around he's a great tackler. Oh yeah. He had seventeen pass deflections, which was third most in the league last year. And look, he's not, I, I don't know if you're going to find a corner that, you know, because back 10 years ago, we would see corners constantly throughout the years, pick off a 10 pass. I don't think you're going to see that in the NFL anymore because a quarterback play is too good, but also b quarterback recognition of defenses. You know, if Champ Bailey's on the other side, you're not throwing that way. Darrell Revis, you're not throwing that way. Chris Harris Jr., I'm not going to pick on Chris Harris Jr. Well, you're the- going to pick on Isaac Adam because there's so many wide receivers that are on the field nowadays. That is a a need filled, and, and now Denver, and look, this gives Denver flexibility in the draft because now they don't have to go into the number 10 pick thinking, okay, if Greedy Williams or Byron Murphy is there, we have to take the guy. And that may limit you because maybe a defensive stud falls a little bit or maybe the quarterback of your dreams is available and you have no flexibility because you have to go corner because you didn't pick anybody up worth a damn in free agency. Denver gets them in Kareem Jackson. So, uh, look, Jackson, a, a uh, 5'10", 195, I believe it was. And, and this is where my other surprise was in the signing because – Green Jackson is not a jam on the line. I mean, this is a guy who can be physical, but he is not the big body that I think most thought him, that that maybe Vic Fangio was interested in. I certainly thought that way. He's, he's coached big bodies before at Chicago. Uh, of course, he coached Richard Sherman in Stanford. Uh, this is a guy who loves to be able to send those corners up, disrupt early, throw things off a little bit, but still have the ability to be athletic enough to recover, not get burned deep, and 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 truly come from a, not a overpower the offense type strategy, but a disrupt the offense type strategy. Little bit of timing here. Little bit of motion there. Make sure they're off their game so that in those crucial moments, when you have to be absolutely perfect, maybe throughout the game, reinforcements in the form of a man who is 6'6", 317 pounds. (laughs) That's like 90 pounds bigger than me and six inches taller. That is unreal. He's like, he is like a little small seven-year-old larger than me. Uh, And that would be Jawan James. The uh, offensive tackle comes to terms on an agreement with the Denver Broncos. uh, Four years, $52 million, 32 guaranteed. He will become the highest paid per year right tackle in the NFL. So it should be noted it's not the highest total value, but technically per year, he is going to be number one for a right tackle. Initially, I saw this deal and I thought, okay, Denver's had a big hole at right tackle for, oh, I I can't even tell. I I don't even remember when Denver really had a name that you could you could just slot on the outside on the right side and say immediately, okay, that guy's going to take care of it. We don't have to worry about it. We're we're just ridding our hands clean of it. Now they hope they have that in Juwan James. It is a pricey contract. Okay, now four years. Tells me that they look at him as their guy moving forward. Period. End of story. So they have to they have to know that he is not a miss. He they cannot miss here because if they miss here, we could be looking at him as one of the worst free agent signings in a long, long time for Denver. So they think he's a bona fide thing. And I think most people do as well, too. 26 years old, played and started in 62 games. He has had injury issues in the past. It's not a long list. Last year, he started 15 games. He missed one game because of a knee injury. Now, the Miami Dolphins selected James in the first round of the 2014 draft. He was the 19th overall pick, and he essentially became their franchise cornerstone on the right tackle side. And they did end up picking up that fifth-year option. Of course, that runs out. And now he is a Denver Bronco. And immediately I think, okay, I I can appreciate, here's the one thing I can appreciate about the moves yesterday with Juwan James, with uh, uh, Kareem Jackson, is yes, there was a lot of money shoved out there. Okay, There was a lot of money spent. A lot of guaranteed money, a lot of contractual money, and quite frankly, if these two don't work out, these are going to be absolute boat anchors of contracts that are going to ruin Denver. So they got to make sure these are correct. But I will say this. If you're going to overspend or if you're going to shove some money to the table, make sure it's at a a position of weakness. Make sure it is at the most dire position Situation because I it drives me nuts when teams chase a luxury position, and I'm gonna bring up a name in Le'Veon Bell because a lot of Broncos fans wanted Le'Veon Bell because he's flashy and he's he's a great player. He's a great player. He's a future Hall of Famer, more than likely a future Hall of Famer. But that's a luxury position and not a weakness on the Denver Broncos. Had you overspent there, I don't care what value he brings. You already have a running back stable. This situation, little different. Denver is dreadful at the cornerback position right now outside of Chris Harris Jr. They badly needed somebody. So if you're going to overpay for somebody, I'm okay with it being at the cornerback position. You try to you try to get the best deals possible, but sometimes you gotta pay market value. Sometimes on day one, you gotta pay a little bit more than market value. Sometimes you gotta outbid X team by X amount of million dollars to lock down the deal and get your guy. That's probably what happened with Denver and Juwan James. And I I think I like Kareem Jackson's deal a little bit more than James's. But hey, if they found themselves a right tackle. For the next seven years, sign me up, baby, because you cannot underestimate the quality right now of tackles and what they bring to a team because we've seen it in the NFL. This this movement of, I, I think the the great offensive linemen have dried up in college as they, college continues to move towards more of this air raid, the 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 priority on offensive line diminishes a hair, and that means these guys aren't ready for the NFL. And you start to see more busts and uh, a very few that come out as true bona fide guys. And that may be having an effect on the NFL, because when you look at the list of team needs and you go through the thirty two teams, there's about five teams that are okay at the offensive line position, and then everybody else needs. It's a need. Whether it's a tackle, guard, center. That's why these guys are getting paid a ton. Games are won and lost in the trenches. And Denver added a big one. Six. This guy is 6'6". Six, six. Massive. Okay, uh, I believe Jared Valdir was 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, something around that range. So... We're, going be, we're all going to be looking up as Denver Media now, holding up our recorder. Uh, Mr. James, how, how do you like coming to Denver? To, please don't touch me. Please please don't pet me. I'm not a toy. He's a big man. But, hey, if he locks down that right tackle side, I would imagine this is the end for uh, – we said this yesterday on Twitter. I believe this is the end for Jerry Valdir as the Bronco. We now know for sure that is the end for Billy Turner, as uh, I believe it was Green Bay who signed Billy Turner. And uh, so that contract, I believe, was done earlier today. Uh, There were a lot of signings, and we'll get to the signings at the end of the show. We'll go around the league, but I do want to continue this Broncos talk because while, yes, there is still options out there, I think a lot of them have begun to be dried up now. Now, everybody was talking about Adrian Amos the safety fine player but the moment the cream jackson news came down immediately it was like okay they're they're done with amos Uh, amos signs with the packers green bay had green bay by the way had a heck of a uh little run it was denver last night green bay this morning we'll see who else starts to scoop up these big name free agents Uh, apparently Le'Veon bell news is going to be dropping shortly we'll see how that goes so there's a lot to get to today as uh, free agency unfolds. We are still in the legal illegal but also legal maybe tampering period. Don't know what any of that means, but uh Denver shores up two major weaknesses and I can't tell you enough how I I how are you not pleased as a Broncos fan? Uh, it's one thing if they get the guy wrong, but at least they're they're shoving some money forward and getting arguably the best options. Arguably the best options. I, I think the cornerback market is kind of it's it's weird this year, and it was very clear they weren't going to continue with Bradley Roby. I think Kareem Jackson is a definitive upgrade over Bradley Roby. Everybody kind of knows my take on Bradley Roby by now. And you shored up, hopefully, for the next four, five, maybe six, seven years, if we get into a second contract with Juwan James, the right tackle position. I don't know how you're not thrilled. This is a Denver Bronco fan. So, again, big thanks to our friends over there at Bespoke Edge, BespokeEdge.com, Men's Custom Clothier. Several years they've been doing this. You can check out the website, BespokeEdge.com, for Hundreds of blog posts and videos. And of course, they know the Denver style. They've been doing this for so long. And whether it's that, you know, the casual night out, maybe you're down on uh, Blake Street, 16th Street Mall, yada, yada, yada. Or maybe it is date night with the lady. Go check it out. Guys, it's 2019. New year, new you, new look, right? Be sure to go check it out. BespokeEdge.com. That's Bespoke Edge. And, of course, for more Broncos content, be sure to check out MileHighSports.com and the all-new Mile High Sports mobile app that's free for Apple and Android, MileHighSports.com. MileHighSports.com.